0: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, we are back inside the locker room. It is the power hour segment of the show. That's right, hour number two here. And of course, no Tuesday can really get started off no power hour can really get ignited unless you bring the catalyst that's right you bring the jet fuel and that jet fuel is called bob labriola (laughs) yes aka mr sunday sauce himself the steelers (laughs) that's a new one there there we go steelers digest editor-in-chief of course and he knows all things steelers Bob, what what were you about to say as I was trying to give this glorious uh, and trying to come
1: in reinventive
2: (laughs) with the the intro? Well, I just wanted you to know, Max, that what I was doing, you know, uh, leading up to joining your show today was I was submitting a proposal, actually, you know, a case in favor of you getting combat pay for back-to-back games (laughs) outside (laughs) against the Ravens, which we saw what that was like. And now you're heading into Wolfleyville, uh, Western New York, where you're close to lakes. And at this time, can, you, know, you know what lake effect is, right? Oh, <laughs> you do can I be, know what lake effect you, is? Oh. You could be standing um, in a spot and then the wind blows in a different direction and you're under 10 inches of snow in you know four <laughs> hours.
0: <laughs> which, I, I, which I've been prefacing myself and getting ready for said uh, said adventure. I mean this is like call of the wild, uh pretty much <laughs> is what I'm is what I'm going for here. Um, you know, because I was telling the guys in the last segment, Bob, that the high is twenty-three. And it's going to be raining slash slushing slash snowing from the very moment that I that I looked at that forecast until we get to the game on Sunday. And then the snow the, the whatever precipitation. A like event is will stop, and bring way for twenty to thirty mile an hour winds <laughs> on, on Sunday. I was like, really? <laughs> I can tell well, you this. One time we played there. Okay, back in the
2: nineteen eighty two. Yeah, but it was in the later. Part,
3: was that eighty two when when Harry Newsom punted the ball? Do you remember that, Labs? He punted the ball, and it went straight up in the air. The wind, it, the, the wind was coming off the lake, and it drops over top of the stadium because it's in ground, so that wind gets howling. And it was in his face, and the ball hit the li- about the line of scrimmage and shot straight up like a rocket. And we're screaming at the gunners to turn around because the ball, they're, they're like 40 yards down the field. The ball hit like two yards in front of the line of scrimmage. It was unbelievable.
2: Well, 82 was the game. The, the wind was so um, severe and cold. Um, at Bradshaw, he was like 2 of 15 or something for right. three yards. He was yep. just absurd. Um, so that's the one I remember. I, I'm not discounting your uh, recollection of the punt going backwards because of the wind, but I wouldn't doubt it. Um, but yeah, the one that has imprinted my memory forever <laughs> is 82. Uh, that that wind was so oh. was blowing so hard and it was so cold, yes.
1: I you know, remember Max, that sometimes,
2: one. sometimes Max, it's better if the uh the temperature is colder because then there's no precipitation. Because for it to be really really okay. cold, the skies have to be clear. Um, so I don't know. I'm. I don't know what you wish for. Uh, I just uh, wish you my best.
0: (laughs) You know, and and I appreciate that. But I will say this: I would rather it not be what I just had Saturday night. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, cold rain that's right above freezing, so it does not get hard enough to flurry. Because you know, if it turns to snow, it's not as it's not as bad. You can kind of dodge through it. But when it is just continuous rain downpour for the entirety of the game, Bob, like there was not one minute where it was like, oh, it's kind of dry. No, it was wet the entire time. <laughs> and it was about 38 to 40 degrees the entire time. I, I would, I, You know, what? I'm going to be fine now that I talk myself out of it for the 20 degrees and gusty. You know, because I'm like, I could, I could deal with cold wind as long as, as long as I'm, I'm dry, uh, because yeah, that wet, that, and then it got through the rain pants. I was telling Wolf, it got through the rain pants. Wow. So, and I had jeans underneath. So you, you wet jeans underneath uh, impermeable, uh, you know, quote unquote rain yeah. clothing, but the side pockets, it was coming in sideways. Uh, it started leaking down the side of a side of my, my, uh, my rain pants. So yeah no i mean when i think about that yeah i'm just gonna be frigid and cold (laughs) um and and i'm okay with that because i'm I'm gonna bring my boots i told wolf this i'm bringing my boots i'll have my i'll have my my snow gloves on the sideline the winter gloves and uh yeah we're just we're we're gonna have a party we're gonna have a party in orchard park and uh wolf Wolf is taking us to cuba's cheese house Um, (laughs) that's too far away we can't make it there (laughs) What? It's too far. I thought you said it was it was near it was near your house.
3: No, no, it's near where my mom lives. She lives now outside of Olean, which is about an hour and a half outside of
0: Buffalo. Oh, boo. Okay, so now I got to go to Dinosaur Barbecue. Thank you. Wolf. Yeah, that's okay. That's uh, a, it's
3: a good thing to have to go to.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because I, I well, we need a real Buffalo wing bar that's not Anchor Bar. You know what I'm saying? I I, I want I want. I want one that has like two day old grease, you know, and there's a guy named Al, you know, with like forearm tattoos that that he's been making Buffalo wings for like 40 years. I need that guy. There you go. I just gave an arbitrary name there, but anyways, um, labs, uh, it is great to have you on the show as I'm lamenting, but, uh, this is a playoff edition. This is something we did not get to do a year ago. I'm ecstatic about it. Um, when you look at, this team and, and you look at the opportunity that they got their dance card, right? That they that they became 7 of 16. Um, just kind of your just initial thoughts about the weekend, about the game, and about this opportunity.
2: Well, you know, Max, <clears throat> I was going to predict uh, right after the Steelers lost that game to the Colts, I was going to predict that they're going to win out and make the playoffs, but I forgot. <laughs> So um All good. All good. you're awesome you know, lads. You're no, really. awesome baby. No no, but seriously, um I if I don't know if I said this on your show, but I certainly felt it and I know I said it um after the Colts game, <clears throat> I said I saw nothing in the team to that point that would that would indicate that it was capable of winning out and getting into the playoffs. And um, they got it together and did it. So, excuse me. Um, Yeah, I'm 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 impressed. Uh, I think they found a a recipe or formula or whatever however whatever word you like better on how to play offense. You know, you you combine the um, winning the matchups along the uh, line of scrimmage Mm. and you know setting the tone with your running game, and then also mixing it in with some timely aggressive. Uh, throws down the field when the defense then has to compensate for their coverage schemes by saying, if we don't get another guy down in this box, um, they're just going to bludgeon us to death. Slow, sure death. So then, you know, that that has been worked out because Mason Rudolph has been executing that um, very well. Very well. So, um, you know, <clears throat> they compensated for the defense. Some guys stepped up. Maybe they got lucky finding them or signing him Again, however you want <clears throat> to look at it. Eric Rowe, um, Pat Peterson made the move over uh, from cornerback to safety. Miles Jack literally got off the couch. <laughs> um, now this this uh, this loss of TJ Watt stings. Ooh, I mean, yeah. I don't. <clears throat> I've yeah. you know, I don't think that you can lo- can lose the uh, first guy. Um, in nfo history since the sack became a recognized stat to lead his lead the league three straight times um you can lose that and just poo poo it i mean that's absurd right so maybe the maybe the weather helps a little bit um in terms of uh eliminating more of the throwing the ball around kind of uh, game that it could turn into. And, and Buffalo is very capable of being good at, um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, the, I would imagine that if you would give uh, Sean McDermott sodium pentothal to make him tell the truth, <laughs> um, he would have picked who would you rather play in the playoffs anywhere in the first round uh, at your place. Uh, the Steelers would not have been his pick. I would, so, admit, yeah. Go ahead, Wolf. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. I,
3: you know, it, it fascinated me because, as also as a Steelers historian that you are, I'm trying one of the one of the crazy stats that came out of last week was think about it, six fumbles, we lost two, but I can't remember another time when you, the ball hit the ground six times, and you still were able to win. Um, I go all the way back to '89, that Cleveland game when we had like eight turnovers. And the ball would seem to be coming the other, going the other way every time, be it interception or fumble or something. But six times, Labs—that's a lot of times for the ball to hit the ground.
2: Yeah, it was, and it was really wet, um, and causing that kind of thing. Right. You know, on, on the game broadcast, uh, the the network—I don't know if you guys were aware of this—doing um, what you were doing, but those they were talking about how at halftime, the officials went to both head coaches, and asked if they would be willing to allow the, the crew to use the alternate set of footballs for the second half, because oh. the first set were so waterlogged that, I mean, they they couldn't do anything with them anymore. I mean, it just wasn't, there was no way to keep them dry. There was no way to dry them. The rain, as Max was describing, was constant and coming from all directions perpetually. So um, they went and asked, and. Uh, both coaches said, yes, go ahead. And in, in, in the second half of the game, they used an alternate set of balls for the game. And so, um, yeah, what you're saying about um, <laughs> the conditions, uh, you know, I, 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 I wasn't there. You guys were. So, you know, I'm going to defer to you, but it looked bad on TV. It looked bad so from where I, I was. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: <laughs>
3: you safely in no the
0: booth. In this, Wolf. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey Max, next time Wolf yeah. gives you that brotherhood speech, tell him remind him of what he just said to you now. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, exactly. Ooh, but look bad the- out there. I, like he had so many <laughs> references during the broadcast and during the timeouts. Like as Missy and I are like huddled because at certain points in the game labs, this is how bad the wind was cu- wind was blowing the rain like sideways that we had to stand. We couldn't even look at the actual play on the field, even though we're standing within 30 yards of it. You couldn't look directly at it. You had to turn to the side and look at the screen to watch the play because it was going to hit you in your face. It was, and, and, and it was stinging because it was so cold. And, and I just remember Wolf like, man, I wish they had better camera angles here. i was like, what? Are you serious right now? Because like, a lot of fans were complaining about, oh, why can't they clean the screens? It looks too blurry. That's how bad it was, everybody. <laughs> like, those bad camera angles, like, that was the reality of the world we're living. In. That was that was what live sports in the elements does for you. Uh, I mean, but it, it was funny because, you know, you catch c- certain angles when they show it, on even on the screen, it would look a little blurry because, you know, you, if it's a live play, you can't exactly just pull out a, a – first of all, where are you going to keep a dry towel, A – in that weather. And then, B, how are you going to get around those big camera lenses to wipe it and make sure it's clean, there's no smudges? So, you kind of just had to deal with it. I remember how many times, you know, the other thing was how many times the Skycam had to come down and get cleaned off, <laughs> uh, you know, during the commercial breaks. Like, it was down, like, every time, like, just trying to keep it somewhat dry so you could get the overhead views. But, yeah, I was like, come on, Wolf. Come on, Wolf. You got to <laughs> understand where we're at. Yeah, you, you You should know. You should remember 2008 New England, right? I mean, Trust me, brother. I spent
3: 32 years out in the elements. It's okay. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Okay.
2: Hey, I got gotcha. you. Hey, Wolf, you, you, you went you, through worse learned. things just walking to school every day Western <laughs> yeah, New England. That York. is true. Back I'm in the pioneer days. Thank you,
0: the Thank you, labs. <laughs> Thank you.
2: Exactly. Um, That's right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. to make it from the Ponderosa,
2: not the steakhouse. <laughs> But talking about okay, exactly. games, yeah. high turn high turnover games, lots of fumbles. Yes. Um, 1975 AFC Championship game, Three Rivers Stadium. The temperature was 18 degrees. The wind chill made uh, the the wind made the wind chill two degrees. Um, there were eight fumbles, four by each team. Seven wow. fumbles lost. The Raiders lost three fumbles and turned it over five times. The Steelers lost four fumbles, turned it over seven times, and won.
3: Wow! Whoa, man, that's unbelievable. 20, 16, 10. Yeah, man, oh man. Now that's not the Houston. So, you're, what about the
2: Houston Oilers game? How much? Mo- well, was that. A, was, that, that was a butt kick, and that was that was wet, but not nearly as cold. Oh, okay. Okay, and, you know what I mean. So it was it was wet. Um, there was. Wet snow was falling. I mean, the field was a mess. It was almost like '89 in in Miami, you know, where oh, yeah. um, Hodge almost drowned getting tackled. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, but anyway, okay. Enough weather. Yes. This, this isn't no, the weather no. channel. This is in the locker room. <laughs> Max, I expect some insight from you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly. Well, no. Hey, li- listen. The one thing I can say about last thing about the weather. It's always great to run the football in this type of, in that type of weather. Yeah. Anytime you can go and bludgeon. And like you said, <clears throat> those two-yard runs become five-yard runs. The four-yard runs become ten-yard runs. That's the one thing I love. And the Steelers understood the assignment. Najee understood the assignment. Um, as, as he just went barreling through the, the, the Ravens. He was bowling for buzzards um, when he was coming through the line. And it was just it was awesome to see the run game once again taking the forefront. The run game has been a key element in this. And I know people are like, oh, it's their backups. I'm like, no, I believe they're starting D-line, and I believe they're starting two linebackers. were in the game, uh, for a majority of it. And you did still have your other safeties, because you can only you can only sit so many guys because you still have to keep guys dressed and ready in case of injury. And the Steelers just went out and, and ran the football. I mean, for Najee, he hit a, he hit a milestone, right? Um, what was it? First, back, like, three? Three, three yeah, straight 1000 yards yard seasons. Season.
2: Yeah, in his first, his first three, three years in the league. Years.
0: Yes. So, I mean, so when you think about that, Laz, just how special is that? For an organization that's been around as long as the Steelers, and, and you know, I, I said this on the show yesterday, You know, this isn't like we're talking about the Houston Texans and Najee sets a record. We're not talking about the Carolina Panthers, right? We're not talking about an expansion. or a. This is a team that's been around for 90 years. And to still find room on the record books, to find something original and new that has not been done in almost a century, I thought was a pretty special moment for Najee.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, and you look at, you know, the history uh, of the running back position, there's a lot of uh, Hall of Famers, Bill Dudley. I mean, we can go back, Bill Dudley, John Henry Johnson. Everybody knows about Franco Harris. You know, then there's Jerome Bettis. Um, yeah, and so you're talking about guys like that who were not, uh, did not, you know, hit that milestone that Najee Harris did. Um, you know, it, yeah, it's a special moment, absolutely, and it's a significant thing. Um, you know, it it it, it deserves... Um, I, for the franchise and everything yeah it's it, it's a worthy it's a worthy accomplishment uh, but since I got both you guys on the phone let me ask you this uh offensive line we're talking about that and the blocking that those guys are doing um uh, I saw that you know pro football focus I'm not a big believer in that but anyway they put out a, a thing that said that in he did not allow a sack Isaac Siamal, who did not allow a sack in over 550 snaps. Um, now, I don't know, if, what do you guys think of him? I mean, what kind of years he have in his first year with the team? What kind of impact do you think that this guy has had, first on that offensive line and then for the kind of offense that they're, they're able to play right now?
3: I will ju- just jump in and say this. Watching 73 at the left guard position, again, I, I've been envious of watching this dude. Whether it's trapping, whether it's some of the ISO powers, some of the screens, I just love what this guy brings to that offense. And I'm not kidding when I say when he pulls on a trap or he pulls on one of those lead Cs, a power going up into the B gap, when I say follow the hair because he's got that Hawaiian hair hanging out the back, I mean it because this guy really does a great job of pushing the pile or pushing a man, whoever it is that he's lined up with. I I love what I've seen from Isaac Suamalo.
0: Yeah, and and none better than that counter trap on the, uh, on the goal line <laughs> where he absolutely, you know, superman uh, just about a BK out of the hole for Najee Harris to get into the end zone. And for Isaac, I, I think that, you know, it's been a feeling out year for him. But like you said, he's just been consistent. He's been one of the few guys that you look up and down the line. You're like, man, you're worried. I mean, I was worried when he took the shoulder injury and missed a, l- a couple of plays. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we we're, were wondering week to week whether he was going to play or not. But he has just battled through. I mean, he, 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 is, he is emblematic of a Steelers lineman. And, uh, and he proved that. And his leadership might not be necessarily vocal, but his physical and lead by example speaks volumes.
3: Let me ask you this, Labs. Last thing from me. You got Damani Casey comes back through the door. What does that mean to the secondary and especially the possibility of Minka being able to strap it up and go this weekend? Uh, Give me your thoughts on
2: that. Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's something that you need, not that it's going to completely one for one compensate the loss for the loss of TJ Watt, but I think it gives your defense, you know, a, a fighting chance to maybe make things happen in a little bit of a different way, um, I was talking earlier about Josh Allen and the the way he turns the ball over. Um, You know, maybe um, having, now you'd have three safeties, three real safeties, Minka Fitzpatrick, Damani Casey, and Eric Rowe, plus Patrick Peterson, who's now kind of becoming a safety. Maybe the packages you can use with those guys somehow, and again, I'm not saying compensates, but tries to, You know, um, I don't know, get the job done in a little different way because you don't FTJ Watt. Um, You know, Minka is a a legitimate proven NFL ball hawk. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, maybe uh, deploying him, I don't know how. I mean, I don't want to be speculating on this show because I really don't know um, football schematics enough to even um, hint at an intelligent uh, conversation. But, you know, maybe there's some way to, I don't know, use those guys to, to their best abilities uh, against maybe what might be uh, perceived as a weakness for the opposing team's offense. Uh, and, But again, I, I still think that if you're looking at um, one element of the Steelers game, that they have to do well to have any chance to beat Buffalo. To me, it's run the ball. Mm, yeah.
0: It has to be a running attack, and like you said, you have to confuse Josh Allen. I mean, you talk about talk about a gotta have it game for them on Sunday night, and I mean the turnovers were just, I mean, bad. And, and luckily, you know they had they had a they had a special teams play that really bailed them out. But um, you know, I expect them to be lathered up and buttoned up come come Sunday one o'clock um, in Buffalo, but. You're right. I mean, you know, running the football, <clears throat> putting because this defense isn't the defense, uh, you know, that it was the last couple of years. Like they they have some of their struggles and, you know, they, they tried to tried to stem the tide a little bit. But it's, it's going to be a challenge for them and it's going to be a challenge for us. And I, I love this matchup. And like you said, Sean McDermott definitely on his bingo card did not want the Steelers. Uh, he didn't want to have to check that box or have that box on his bingo card. Uh, there's a lot of other teams I'm sure he wishes he had. I'm sure he wishes he had the Colts. <laughs> I'm sure he <laughs> wishes he had maybe Jacksonville or somebody else. Um, but, no, you, you, you've got the Steelers, and there, there's a lot of pride and, uh, and, and no love lost between both of these teams. Um, and now, you know, we play each other yet again. Um, you know, this, I feel like this is, you know, because my first year coming in, first game of the season, I remember we came in and we, we beat them in Buffalo. Um, and then of course they came back and they beat us soundly in Buffalo the following year. So this is like a rubber match, uh, <laughs> to see which, which is the best. So I can't wait for this matchup and Bob, I cannot wait to talk to you next Tuesday as we, as we, as we parse through the, the game results. I'm not going to put a game out there yet. Uh, my, my, my opinions or my predictions it's too early in the week. Still got a press conference today, um, to, to even start to think about that. But it's going to be very interesting, and I can't wait for it. And I will be live and bundled up on the sidelines for it, uh, to say the least. <laughs> um, so, Bob, we appreciate the time. Um, as always, every Tuesday, that's right. Steeler Digest editor in chief, and of course, I will say chief contributor to Steelers.com as well. Is that is that okay? No, is that no, okay, Bob, say chief. No, you're that, not that's, chief contributor? That's, that's
2: no, that's no, that's slighting uh, a lot of other people that uh, you know are. Are very, very uh, good at what they do. But um, let me just, (laughs) yes, excuse me. Let me just hit you with this real quick. Um, Based on the way the NFL seeding goes, if there is a game for the Steelers next week, it is in Baltimore. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yes, because the Steelers are the seventh seed. The Ravens are the first seed, and they they have a bye. Mm. So if the if the seventh seed wins the first game, it's first game. Whoever it's against, they're going number one. I mean, it was exactly what happened in 2005. The Steelers were the sixth seed going into the playoffs. They played at Cincinnati first. Now, you knew that if they won, you're going to Indianapolis uh, in the uh, RCA Dome at the time, it was called. Uh, to go against Peyton Manning and the number one-seeded Colts. So, yeah, it's um, that's what it's going to be if they make it. The question is, are they going to make it?
3: But here's one thought I want to leave you with, Laps. You know what Baltimore means? Crab cakes, baby! <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, 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 that is true. That is true, and I, I need to get my crab cakes and not from the team – bus meal um, so yes no I, I I am well aware I would I would love for that I mean and let's just put it this way we don't do bad when we play the Ravens for a third time just saying uh, right as, as you, you so were there Max. put it, I I was I was there yeah I was there I remember pulling out uh, pulling out a, another broom and having a clean three and0 sweep against the against the Ravens back in 2008/ nine season so yes it is something that forebodes, but we got to get past the bills if we want that opportunity. So I cannot wait for this, and this will be fun. Make sure you go check out Asked and Answered, which drops every Tuesday on Steelers.com. And Bob answers all of your questions, Steeler Nation. Good, bad, or indifferent. He's got an opinion, and we always love reading that segment. <laughs> uh, Bob, have a great day. Have a great week, and we look forward to talking to you next week, bud.
2: Okay. Take care, guys. Thanks, Have brother. a good weekend.
0: All right, that was a great Bob Labriola. We're going to step aside. We'll be back with more inside the locker room after these commercial breaks. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio, presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150
3: is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, one of the things that uh, I got for Christmas for my kids was I got this dark chocolate bites, the plant-based protein. You know, it's like dark chocolate with pistachios and almonds and cranberries like crammed into there. you know, good stuff. You know, because I'm a foodie. Healthy you know, snacks, Healthy right? snacks, you know, that's what I love. Come from the land of Buffalo. Healthy
1: snacks. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're known for up there, right? Oh, yeah. Those absolutely. garbage plates and wings and beef on weck are really healthy, Max.
0: Absolutely,
3: yeah,
1: they are. They're 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 they're
0: actually gluten free and uh, keto friendly.
1: Ah, <laughs> gluten free. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> while we're doing this, real quick, I I needed to bring this up to you guys at some point this week, and so we might as well do it now. It's still early in the week. All right, we can be a little little goofier here, a little you know, a little squirrely, a little outside the lines, of, squirrels, you know, yeah. if you will. So, in my group of friends, you know, we got a a group text, group chat, right? Like a lot of friends do, where we talk about sports and nonsense and all that. One of our buddies is from Rochester, New York, you know, not far right. from Buffalo and is a and is a yeah. Buffalo Bills fan. So, already early in the week, you know, the back and forth has the ban- the banter has begun, right, fellas? Yes. Yes. So, to get my buddy Eric, he's the one who's the Bills fan, to get him fired up, another one of our friends presented this idea last night. And at first, I think he was doing it just to get Eric going, but I think there might be some legs to this or some wings to this. <laughs> okay. All right. His point was is that buffalo wings are the most overrated regional food because they're the number one regional food that you can still get quality elsewhere. And his example was Ooh. what made me think of this was you guys were just talking about crab cakes before we went to break. Right. His example was like, yeah, you can get crab cakes in Pittsburgh, but they're not as fresh as they are in Baltimore. Yeah, you can get salmon in Pittsburgh, but it's not like the salmon from Seattle that's coming from right, you know, right in the water there. His point was, buffalo wings are great in the Anchor Bar and Duffs and all that. They're fantastic, and that's the birthplace of the wing. But the quality is not that much different from Pittsburgh to Arizona to to wherever ah, ah, because ah, there's ah, nothing ah, fresh. Ah, they don't have fresher ah. chickens in Buffalo. No, that's
3: not the point. The point or is or fresher beer. hot sauce. Right. Here's, no, no, no. Here's the point. Do you use Frank's hot sauce? Because that's the only one you can use. If you're going to have real buffalo wings. But we could get Frank's hot sauce here in
1: Pittsburgh. I just, I
3: don't know. You I thought it was we we go a good grocery point. store and get Frank's. But not you everybody does. That's the problem. You get what, I'm, you get they what I'm saying, Tabasco. Max,
1: right? I mean, it's, uh, I, no, I think No, 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 no. You're just, it. not only that. Freshest crab comes from you. Baltimore. Freshest salmon. No, you it's don't like, understand. It's not seafood. It's just no, a chicken. No, I'm sorry. No, we're going to argue about this right now, okay? There we go. Let's do it. Now
3: we're firing
0: up. Now, now, now the Buffalonian kicks in to Wolf. Right, now. You I knew this would get him going. You know, I, here's Ooh, the thing fire about Marshall it. Bill. My, my,
3: <laughs> that was good, Roddy, My brother has a wing recipe that's right out of Buffalo. Okay, and it's a certain. It's it's all about having. You got to have Frank's hot sauce, and most people, a lot of people, use different Tabascos and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: that's nonsense. And
3: it's it, you can't do that. And there is a growing trend of people that will not serve carrots nor celery with real blue cheese. If you're going to do buffalo wings, it's blue Frank's cheese. hot sauce. you yeah, got to have chunky blue, blue, cheese. blue cheese, and you got to have celery and
1: carrots. There you go. So, Max, what I just learned is that Ronnie out in Arizona makes the best buffalo wings. No, he's it's in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> I need you. I need Max. Max has been sitting quietly over there. I know he's got a good oh take on gosh. this one. Split, split the difference for <laughs> us so, here, Max.
0: It, it, you know, Wolf, there are traditions. And it is a traditional thing to have your wings in buffalo. If you're going to name a product after a city, that's the highest honor, right? There you go. You know, you think of a buffalo wing. Right. You think of a Philly cheesesteak,
3: mm-hmm. right?
0: A Chicago dog. New York style pizza. New York style slice, right? I mean, when when it gets associated with the, with, with, with the city, it's iconic. Right. And that means that that place, no matter where you do it, you can't call it that without saying its name, right? In the words of Birdman, put some respect on my name. That's what the Buffalo wing is. For the city of Buffalo, it is their wing. That's
2: if right. If you
0: do any type of wing with hot sauce on it, it is a Buffalo wing. It is not a hot wing, so to speak, right? Well, well, you can well, say well, a well, hot sauce wing. What you say now? What? No, I'm saying like you have to say Buffalo To describe the type of wing you're getting. Right. Yes. Right. So you gotta put the name by. And it's gotta have Franks as
3: part of it. It's gotta have
0: Franks as part of it to make it official Buffalo. But people call their wings Buffalo wings. Oh, yes. You know, if you if you want attention for your wing, you call it a Buffalo wing. Right. So that's where I say it is a regional delight that can be enjoyed elsewhere, but pay respect to the homage of where it started and where it founded it. And when the name's in front of the, the actual food product, yes, it's a traditional, it's a regional favorite. I don't think it's overrated. Um, but like you said, everybody has their own different version of it. But at the end of the day, the Buffalo wing is a Buffalo thing. And like you said, Frank's Red Hot and having, having the uh, chunky blue cheese, which I, I first of all, I, I don't know if I could look at anybody um with full respect if they if they ask for ranch for oh their, i know it's like wings. i can't do it ranch is good for a it's lot like of asking things for hunts
1: ketchup around here isn't yeah. it yeah yeah exactly it's go. like
0: it's like what's wrong with you just eat the blue cheese like and, and like you said celery and carrots it's it's a good aperitif it's a good in between as you wait for your next platter of wings to come out right you know it's it's the leftovers It's cleansing um yeah, and you can, and you can it's actually you had your veggies. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's pl- That's the only plant-based thing on that on that, on that plate. <laughs> that's exactly so. It's well rounded. It's well rounded, well thought out, and and it also helps scoop up the extra chunky pieces of uh, blue cheese that didn't, you didn't get on your wings.
1: So I mean, where we this all leads to, where are we go in Saturday night? Oh, you <laughs> know, wherever this if this if they hey they have this. Did you get that memo by the way? There's Steelers Road Warriors a little party. Road Warriors party. Yeah, Saturday I'm still night? waiting for uh, location confirmation. Yeah. Although but, it sounds like we're going to have a special guest on hand. Yeah. Who? Uh, Ooh. A former host of this show might have often confused his name with a city in Texas. That's all I'm going to say.
3: <laughs> you know, oh my God. Our dear brother Chalooch. I think, I think Max is picking up. Oh, yeah. I know Wolf yeah. is. I think Max but is picking up. But I know up this: wherever we too. go, we got to have yeah. some real Buffalo wings Saturday night. If it's we're right. gonna, if yeah, we're gonna have exactly. a and a couple a of bat and a couple of bat blues up there, Wolf, <laughs> we'll, we'll just say we're gonna have a couple of buffalo wings. Okay,
0: okay, okay. Exactly. Let's just say, I, I hope to make it there in time to celebrate with my former teammate that will be joining the show as a special guest.
3: Yes, yes, I think that would be appropriate. Exactly. No doubt oh, about it. Oh, your former There's...
1: teammate? Like, you guys? Uh, you, you mean your former teammate? Like, as in, like? Max Starks, Florida Gators. <laughs> not that one no 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 oh it was, it was okay Max all right. Sarge, the context the context uh, clues are starting to get a little bit clear here now listen same state though we're from the same state that, that you are that's, that's true you are.
3: yeah that's true that's right
1: different universities apparently we
0: didn't recruit them i don't know how we didn't but okay all i can um, say is
3: i re I, I remember the pictures you sent me when you were down there <laughs>
0: that is correct remember is correct. the alamo that's right remember the alamo baby and the tasty course, you know and what, the tasty you know ice funny?
1: cream desserts they serve there <laughs>
0: that's right the Hagen dazs that's right also you remember the ice cream at the alamo too um, you know, that's what i did Think about that <laughs> think
3: about a couple hundred years ago you got jim bowie you got davy crockett they're holding out against um you know uh, the, the the mexican army and then you know who knew that a couple centuries from there that Untyah, people would be so – Get some Haagen-Dazs, yeah. Yes. yeah, you got Haagen-Dazs
1: in the very place where That's they're right. making a patriotic Max stand. Is, for the listeners they at are. home, when Max was at the Alamo a couple weeks ago, he's sending Wolf and I pictures. And mm. the last one is his dessert from Haagen-Dazs. In <laughs> the yeah, exactly. Alamo. Has, And this is the best hey, part hey, of the Alamo.
0: Yeah, exactly. I was like, remember the hashtag ice cream at the Alamo, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> because I, I mean, it was it was a great it was a great moment. Like I, I was like, man, because I, I walked from my hotel all the way to the Alamo because I wanted to get pictures for Wolf and send them over. I kind of went through the whole museum, right, right. Took pictures, it was awesome was to too. Take by the way, anyway. cool. thank you. And and then as I walk out, because like it's under construction, they're building this humongous like museum and visitor center right in the front part of it, right by the actual Alamo Church. And so you kind of have to walk around. Like it's not like you can just like you used to be able to just walk up. So now there's like two different ways you can come to the alamo so i went down the side hallway along the long barracks and exited out and i'm like oh my god there's a haagen-dazs and i was like i was like I, I i could go i could go for a milkshake or some ice cream <laughs> and i'm like and it just happened to conveniently be like you know 30 steps away from the side <laughs> entrance that was a very clear depiction of the alamo so i'm like man i'm gonna sit there you know i'm gonna grab my ice cream And i was like you know what i'm gonna sit down and, and eat my ice cream why not have this beautiful backdrop to look at while I'm eating my hagen dazs, and so I sent a picture of of what I was doing, it, it was it was it was immaculate. It was immaculate. So it's was sensational, but it
3: takes me back to that moment of thinking, I wonder if Jim Bowie said, you know, I don't know. I mean, dying here is. I mean, you get in a couple of centuries, you got people having hagen dazs <laughs> while they're sitting here, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> It's like, it's like some, some. I mean, so, some major conflict probably happened right where I was sitting, yeah. Um, yeah, outside really. the walls of the Alamo. <laughs> Um And I'm just, I'm just sitting on my keister, just enjoying a Haagen Dazs. Well, by the way, they, I did the caramel chip cone, ooh, amazing.
3: Ooh, that amazing. sounds really amazing. All right, you know what? We're going to wrap it up here because we got, yeah. uh, we got the final bell lap coming up. We want to make sure we leave plenty of time for Max to bring it home. And you got to stay tuned because we got more coming at you from the locker room after this.
0: This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, we are now in the bell lap. That's right, early warning food systems for those lunchers out and about trying to make it through those rainy, windy, windy, cold conditions that i know oh so well actually it's a little bit warmer than it was um, <laughs> when when missy and i were on the sidelines um, but um you know make it safe everybody try and stay as dry as possible as you go foraging like wolf did on his uh, dark chocolate bites this morning um <laughs> wes gave me some of the funniest news uh yes and I have to share it with the rest of the Steelers nation. <laughs> um so so I I said remember the ice cream at the Alamo T Hamlin on was it on X? It was yes. Okay, it was on X said uh, remember the a la mode oh my god <laughs> how
1: priceless did, how did one of us not think i mean between wow.
0: how did we not do this between the sophomoric I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: humor I'm, I'm, that the three of us have how did one of us yes. not come up with the a la how mode? did we
0: not come up with that i am i it, it's so genius <laughs> um so i i gotta give t hamlin all the props in the world that was amazing um yeah i mean because listen, li- li- listen, nothing says you know historical, you know historical battle in American history than uh, than, than <laughs> some good ice cream from from from
1: where we could have probably is, is
0: we Swiss or Dutch. I mean, was ha- Haagen Dazs?
1: It's, it's German, isn't it? Isn't it Haagen Dazs? Is, is, is it is it is it is it the Germans? Uh Wolf, do you know? I do not know. Well, let's find out here. We got this thing called Google. Uh, Haagen-Dazs is an American ice cream <clears> brand established <throat> by Reuben and Rose Mattis in the Bronx, New York in
0: 1960. Wow. Okay. Well, I don't know how they got <coughs> haagen Um Then, all right, so you, you said it's from the Bronx? It is from the Bronx,
1: yes. The Bronx. Oh, wow, the
0: Bronx. Good old Willy Cologne territory. Uh, it, looks like they,
1: <laughs> it looks like they were Polish, so maybe it has something to do with uh, Polish language. I don't know. Hmm. Let's put it in Google Translate. See what hagendas means.
3: All right, what's it mean? Because
0: you're, you're the only. I can't do it. That's for sure. Wes is already on the computer.
1: He's our researcher. He's our lead oh. researcher. It's a Danish. So it's a water. Danish word, according oh, Danish. to ir- according to the ironclad uh, source that is Wikipedia. Because okay. we all know that's yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, Danish word here. Um, tribute to uh, das, Oh,
3: it, it means French male model, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's fr- that's fragile. Oh, that's fragile. fragile. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness, you guys are funny. You guys are funny. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's Danish, and it sounds like they went with that um, due to Denmark's role in helping to shelter Jewish people during the Second World How about War. About that, huh?
0: I didn't know oh, that. Oh, Look at that. Look at
1: that little history
0: nugget. Yeah, exactly. All, all if, from
1: wanting to know about high school. If Wikipedia says it, it must be true. I <laughs> love mode. Right, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. If anything, we are trying to be a fact-based show. <laughs> Did you say a
3: fat-based? Or fat, I say fat, uh, no. that too.
0: Yeah. Add the C in between. You know, it's fat, fat based. There you go. Yes. No, absolutely. Well, there it is. That was, that was the uh, tweet of the day. Did we get the Bell lap in there? Yeah, yeah, we did. We we got the best. do you want a I second one? On that. Yeah, get a second
3: one here. Just cause yeah, come on. Okay, I wasn't... somehow it didn't register with me. You were nose deep in
0: the dark chocolate over oh, right yeah. there.
3: Well <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, that's you, a problem.
0: Yeah, yeah, you went you went choco bit blind for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I passed out there for a second. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what we're gonna do, we're not gonna pass out, but we are gonna pass the buck over to the Mike Tomlin press conference, which will be coming up right at the top of the hour. And, of course, we want to hear what Coach Tomlin has to say. Super wild card weekend. You got the dancing card. Ten and seven Steelers going to see the Buffalo Bills in Orchard Park at Highmark Stadium. Um, I I can't wait to just hear about this, you know, and just see where we are on the updates. Of course, obviously, the status of T.J. Watt is going to be a, a big moment and a big question that will be asked. But also, talk about the return of DeMonte KZ, Uh, the play of Mason Rudolph, and just getting ready for this super matchup. Regular season's over. It's playoff time here in the Berg. And of course, you know, you can follow us all the time, you know, on on any podcast. But more importantly, you catch us on the same black and gold channel, same black and gold time, here inside the locker room. That's right, 10 to noon Eastern, every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, Not on the weekends, because then you can catch us on the game broadcasts Uh, because we will be broadcasting a lot of teams can't say that but we will be Uh, so just make sure you go out stay dry and make it a great day
1: whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years have a plan and know the game be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose take a break